0: Hello, everybody. I'm closing out my religious doubts with a bang. Um, this is by Travis Hain, May 24th, 2011. The Wise Sloth. Hmm. <laughs> wow. This is challenging religious privilege in public life, church and state, the atheism section. Myth, mythology. Today it's religion, tomorrow it's fable. Wow. This is excruciating because of how I grew up, as you know. Mythology is defined a traditional or legendary story, usually concerning some being or hero or event with or without a determinable basis of fact or a natural explanation, especially one that is concerned with deities or demagogues and explains some practice, right, RTE, or phenomenon of nature, mm. attaching the word mythology, mythology to Christianity and all the other religions is my child self right now is taken aback, shocked. Number one, the Bible is objectively, scientifically, historically inaccurate. Who the courage to deal with my doubts out? Out in the open? Whew. I am super strong inside. There are hundreds of scientifically and historically inaccurate statements in the Bible. The story of creation in Genesis contradicts science. The universe is not 6,000 years old, and there was never a magic garden guarded by a flaming sword. I've researched, and they're telling the truth. I mean... I did what I was supposed to do. I studied to show myself approved, and I could not find any academic scholarship or any of the sciences that validates the Genesis creation story. They say it's the Genesis creation myth. I did my best, and that's the results I got. Samson's magical hair didn't give him the strength to kill hundreds of people with the jawbone of a donkey. Jonah didn't survive in the belly of a whale for three days. There have never been pillars of fire, parting oceans, pillars of salt, water turning to blood, talking donkeys, talking snakes, fruit that gives you eternal life, supernaturally burning bushes that talk zombies and evil spirits and i have not seen overwhelming scientific and academic scholarship evidence that proves that prayer works a lot of scholars say prayers doesn't work a lot of scientists say that i'm just telling you what i studied and that's the reportings that i got and these were credible Um, scientists, credible scholars. And this is all painful for me. I had to take a breather. Pain hit me hard. Um, some of these obviously mythological events can be written off as misinterpretations, metaphors, or Yahweh working in mysterious ways but the fact that fictitious events happen all the way through the bible and credence to the idea that the bible on a whole is mythology. <sighs> I f- I'm feeling like I just got smacked down to the ground. Healing feels like that a lot of times. Um If you don't believe this, then ask yourself how absurd the Bible would have to be before you would agree that it's a myth. Ouch, ouch, ouch. That It hurts, that's why I am screaming ouch three times. If Yahweh literally had sex with Mary, would that smack of mythology to you? Ow, ow, ow. If the Bible said Yahweh invented rainbows the day after Jesus died, would that smack of mythology to you? Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Okay. Because dealing with all these doubts hurt. It, It stings. It stings more than bees do. If the Bible said a man lived in the belly of a talking donkey for 40 days, would that smack of mythology to you? Whew. That felt like a chest punch. Ah. Whew. Gotta keep dealing with these doubts so they don't seize me. Okay. I seize the doubts. Right. Um... If the Bible said Jesus had a standoff with another religion to see who could call down fire on the other to prove who worshiped the one true God, would that smack of mythology to you? It's okay to take a quiet pause, self. It's okay to understand that the process is meant to strengthen you, not meant to weaken me. Okay. Okay, I'm having a talk with myself. Y'all are just hearing it. Um, Christians point to human sacrifices, talking animals, magic and scientifically inaccurate statements in other religions to prove their mythologies. And they point to objectively, historically inaccurate statements in other religions to prove their mythologies as well. Yet, when Christianity does the exact same thing, they turn a blind eye. That's called denial by Christians' own standards. Christianity is mythology. Ooh. Ooh. I'm okay. When I make sounds like that, that's me saying I understand. that healing is not always comfortable and i give myself permission to encounter that number two yahweh is the personification of the ancient jesus primitive values the old testament gives the creator of the universe two jewish names yahweh and elohim and god is a quote-unquote male who doesn't value women but does value-winning land for, quote-unquote, his chosen people in bloody warfare. Quote-unquote, he wants us to kill disobedient children via stoning, own slaves, buy and sell wives, pay the fathers of the female rape victims, shackles, and have the rape victims marry the rapist. Um, the death penalty for people who sleep with their mother-in-law. And in the Old Testament, there's a lot of incestuous sex in the form of aunts having sex with their relatives. And to stone. and, and yet yeah, the death penalty for that. I kid you not, it's in the Old Testament. And god wants to stone people for having sex outside the traditional jewish mating rituals and god wants to stone adulterers and to stone homosexuals and if the Old Testament writers have it their way. They would stone transgender people. And they would stone two-spirit people. They would stone non-binary people. They would stone genderless people. They would stone drag kings. They would stone drag queens. They would stone pride parades. They would stone rainbow flags. They would stone pride flags. They would stone gay clubs. They would stone gay bars. They would stone gay neighborhoods. They would stone gay villages. They would stone gay friendly people. They would stone the transgender rights movement. They would stone the transgender bathroom laws. And they would stone gay bathhouses. They would stone bisexual bathhouses. They would stone gay beats. B-E-A-T-S. They would stone those who do cottaging. <sighs> oh, they would stone lesbians too. They would stone lesbians, they would stone intersex people, they would stone hermaphrodites. Um they would stone queer people, they would stone gender queer people. They would stone those who are curious about their sexuality, those who are questioning their sexuality, they would stone straight allies, they would stone asexuals too. And in the Bible writers, they're all saying that this is all of what God wants. Just allow all, allow all this violence slash murderous hate crime hate um hatred. To, to, to just marinate. According to quote-unquote him, meaning, according to the Bible writers, God, quote-unquote him, according to quote-unquote him, women can't be touched when they're on their period because that makes them spiritually unclean. Men can't cut their sideburns, but they have to cut off their foreskin. The word circumcision should come to mind. There is no way these attributes of God are anything but the projections of a primitive culture. I wholeheartedly agree and I am so glad that I can wholeheartedly agree in public for everyone to hear this. I mean yes I I am gonna say this on record. All human rights violations have nothing to do with the Holy Trinity. They have everything to do with hate crime committing humans. All human rights abuses have nothing to do with the Holy Trinity. They have everything to do with hate crime committing humans. All of the human rights atrocities have nothing to do with the Holy Trinity. Everything to do with hate crime committing humans. Hate crime committing humans wrote the Bible. The Holy Trinity doesn't write literature of any kind. The Holy Trinity does not publish books of any kind. The ones who did so in terms of the writing and publishing of the literature called the Bible, they have hate crimes in their hearts. And they, would, and they would love to commit hate crimes in their hearts. The Bible proves itself to be a manifestation of the writer's pre-existing values in the New Testament. Yahweh didn't change, quote-unquote, his nature or, quote-unquote, his mind between the time of Abraham and Jesus The Jewish culture evolved naturally over thousands of years until its nomadic, barbaric origins were incompatible with its new, urban, culturally diverse values. I have to pause right there. I have really had to learn... um, They say Jesus is the same tomorrow forever. Well... If you're a person of inner beauty, that's fine. But if you never grow in your inner beauty each and every day, then it's a problem for Jesus to be the same today, tomorrow, forever. Because I'm never the same today, tomorrow, forever. So Jesus shouldn't be, you know? Jesus should be evolving every day. I'm like, the way he was at 33 couldn't be the same that he was when he was 10. So, yes, inner beauty should never change, but inner beauty should always be evolving for the better, growing for the better, and learning for the better. And then it says, Conveniently, a new hero appeared at that time and said Yahweh's nature had changed to reflect the Jewish people's new hopes and dreams for salvation from the Romans. And that hero was unsurprisingly born of a virgin on a day of Astrological significance who went on to die and rise from the dead after three days a common pattern textbook mythology wow 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 um I've always felt that horphobia was you know the religious horphobia the biblical orphobia partly in, in, a lot inspired the um I think the religious horror phobia and the biblical horror phobia, greatly inspired the virgin birth story that's considered a myth by most scientists and scholars. And um, yeah, the dying arrives after three days. I have not seen any other stories that say that in terms of our modern time. I've seen that when it came to the other said to be Christ figures throughout history that predate Jesus, and if people can, if if Jesus said to born and rise after three days, how come that doesn't happen to other people? How come we don't see talking donkeys today, talking snakes today, uh, supernaturally talking burning bushes today? How come we don't see angels in human form as much as they were seen in the Bible, allegedly? And how come all the angels were males? How come there was no gendered sexual diversity when it came to the angelic realm? And why were all the archangels guys? What's wrong with women archangels, non binary archangels, genderless? archangels, genderqueer archangels and queer archangels. What's wrong with that? And how come there's no science, there's not a lot of scientific evidence for angels and angelic appearances. Um, this is all heart-wrenching for me. Um, To have to transition to a different life is something I've been fighting for years. And I decided this morning to stop fighting the transition. I have to accept that the religious world is not good for me. I'm not saying I won't have personal and professional relationships with faith-based people. I will always have professional and personal relationships with faith-based people. I mean, 8 billion people in the world, so go figure. I mean, you can't escape faith, you know, in terms of people, you know. But I had to accept that the world of religion, in terms of the churchianity kind, I have to completely remove myself from that. And it hurts. Because that was the world of churchianity I grew up with as a child. Churchianity was Christianity to me back then. I didn't even know that churchianity was a problem But back then. I always felt like we weren't fulfilling Jesus' mandates as Christians. But the clarity, I feel like I've been cleansed from the hot sauna emotionally. That's what dealing with these doubts is like being in a hot sauna. It's like being in a hot sauna for the first time, and and it just feels weird. But all of a sudden, you start feeling good, and that sometimes you feel weird about feeling good. And now, it's like, man, I just feel good. I don't even feel weird about this anymore. That's what dealing with these doubts, for you all to hear, is. that's what it's like for me. Um... And at first, the hot sauna is like, ooh, ah, ah. Then the, <coughs> excuse me. It feels like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Ow, ow, ouch. then after a while, you get used to the hot sauna. And you love getting used to it. Like, man, I'm, I just love the hotness. Ah, this is the best way to purge my inner life and outer life right now. And all the other times after that, like, yes, that's how I feel. And even though Jesus changed a lot of rules, he still approved of slavery. That's not because the creator of the universe approves of slavery. That's because the human beings who wrote the Bible approved of slavery. So I had to learn all the mythology and all of the human rights abuses All the human rights atrocities and all the human rights violations belong to the Bible writers. They never belong to the Holy Trinity. Mm. I blame the Bible writers. I don't blame the Holy Trinity because the Holy Trinity did not write the entire Bible. The Bible writers wrote the entire Bible. So whoever wrote it, they get the blame. Not the... Holy Trinity at all. Not God, not Jesus, not the Holy Spirit. mm -mm. I blame the humans and not the people that they claim told... And not the sources they claim told them, hey, to put this down. That's... Why not interpret religion that way? Hmm... Three, follow the blood trail to the truth. Let's back up a few thousand years and look at the rest of the story. The creation story in Genesis ends with one man and one woman with zero belly buttons, walking and talking with Yahweh in a magic garden where they're tricked by a talking, walking snake into eating a magic fruit that Yahweh put in front of them and told them not to eat. I don't see any gender and sexual diversity in the book of Genesis, even though woman came from man. First of all, why not make the woman and the man separately? If you're really into gender binary, why not make them separately? When you put them together, was that a form of transgenderism? Were Adam, did Adam and Eve, were they the first transgendered people in the Bible? Hmm, came from the man's rib, woman did. Mm. Then when the man and woman fell for Yahweh and Satan's two man con, Yahweh threw them out of the garden, left a magical flying flaming sword to keep them from coming back into the garden. It stayed there until Yahweh got angry meaning pissed off and flooded the world wait a minute why flood the world you're flooding children you're flooding parents you're flooding families you're flooding entire communities I would not have flood the world if I was Yahweh I would, I, I'm like look yes people should be corrected but you don't have to say you know what I'ma just be a this divine genocidal maniac. no no, no no, thou shalt not kill applies to me too. whatever I tell humans to do, I do it. I don't have this divine. I can do it, but you can't. I don't have this divine. do as I say, not as I do, no no, no no no. If I don't want you hypocriting, I will not be a hypocrite myself. I command you what I command myself. I ask you what I ask myself. I suggest to you what I suggest to myself. If you see me not killing, and I'm the creator, it makes it easier for you not to kill. I'm preserving life. You better preserve life. Watching you is also watching me. Monitoring you is also monitoring me. That's how I'd be if I was God. And how did sin get into a sinless heaven? Is, is there a sinful heaven? How did Satan get into heaven? No, there's no such thing as evil in heaven, according to what the Bible says so. Those are all contradictions. If If heaven is the perfect holy utopia, Satan should not be allowed. And how did people become demons in heaven? The one- third of angels and and how did Satan where did Satan's sin come from? It's, was Satan the first angelic sin nature? Where the demons the the second set? of sin nature? Where did Satan and those fallen angels who became demons in heaven, where did their sin and iniquities come from? Were they the first to be born and shaped in sin and iniquity? Where did their evil come from? Where did the disobedience of God come from? How do you get wars in heaven? How do you get an afterlife just war theory? Does that explain the on uh, this earthly life just War theory, how can you war in the name of God's love? I, I don't see any logical reasoning for that. How can I say, I have compassion for you, and at the same time, I'm causing neighborhood grief because I'm killing you in this war. This is div- this is divinely inspired unnecessary human warfare? I just- I, e- there's violence in heaven? How do you get kicked out of heaven? But I've never heard of human beings getting kicked out of heaven. I've never heard of human beings becoming evil, getting two-thirds of other human beings to be evil. again, And they war against God. That happened then, but it's not happening now? This is all weird. This is all crazy. This is all strange. This is all bizarre. None of this... Screams rationality. (laughs) And why create a being that would cause you centuries worth of grief? Satan is never going to change. Demons are never going to change. You should have never made them. And should have never made them capable of having the capacity to be evil. That makes no sense to me. And, plus, as an added insult to women, and in classic misogynist mythology style, caused women to feel pain and childbirth as punishment for being duped by Satan. Wait a minute. But men weren't punished with vasectomies for being duped by Satan, too. Adam was a punk ass because he didn't protect his wife from that serpent. He did not do his job as the traditional role, which is you make sure that your wife is not being treated like shit. <laughs> and and why put the fruit there to have people go, ooh, these two people, ooh, we're going to eat this fruit. So you make them naturally curious and then punish them for their natural curiosity. You make humans... You, you give them you give them inquisitiveness and then say hey my wrath and vengeance burns hot against you because of what i put in your brain all you have to do is don't make the don't make that tree just shouldn't have done that if you don't want people to sin against you if you don't want people to piss you off don't create certain shit period just don't do that why Frustrate yourself, you don't have to. If you understand that, you know what? As the divine being, people will always piss me off every day. They will violate the Ten Commandments every day. It's like at some point, you gotta do some purging. COVID 19, you can have all the pandemics you want. There's always gonna be more people that will flip the birdie at you and how they live their lives. (laughs) So it's like, just you might as well you know, come back. And first, why, why come back? Okay, how can you say that you're omnipresent, but you have to come back? You have to have a second coming, but you're still here everywhere going to the Bible. Either you're here or you're not. Or why not just say, I've never left. Why not just say I'm on earth and in heaven? Why? You don't, if you're on earth and in heaven, you don't need to come back. You don't need a second coming because you're always here, right? You're everywhere, right? Make that make sense. I can't. Um, as the years passed, Yahweh gave the cursed ancestral descendants of Adam and Eve more and more primitive rules to follow. In order to atone for being cursed or breaking God's rules, people had to go to a massive temple that God literally lived in, and kill an animal which they could conveniently buy from the priest class for extortionate fee. Okay, this is this is really really concerning because Christianity is an animal sacrifice religion. It's a human sacrifice religion. Divine human sacrifice, that's a form of genocide to me. As they'll say, well, animals weren't born in the image of God, so you mean to tell me animals don't love? You mean to tell me animals don't care for their animal kids and these are animal parents? You have mama bears and papa bears who are protective of their bear cubs. So the whole animals are not made in the image of God, but we claim to be Christians is a... It's a boatload of bullshit. And then when I think about the fact that... Why the entrapment in the... Fruit-falling nature of human story? If you tell a child... Don't touch... And you walk away... They're gonna touch... They may even not tell you that they touch because you're making them feel awful for wanting to understand and comprehend and wanting to understand, too. <sighs> I've never seen any example of Jesus pulling out his belt and whipping children. I've never seen Jesus pulling out his hands and spanking children. I've never seen Jesus telling a child to take a switch from a tree branch and using that to physically discipline, in quotations, children. Um, so corporal punishment is not divinely inspired. It's human extremism inspired. Let me keep going. Sometimes these animals were burnt and sometimes they were bled out over a stone altar. The more rules the Jews broke or the more favor they wanted with Yahweh, the more animals blood they had to spill. So, in other words, what I see is a lot of religious anti-Semitism that is violent and murderous in Christian history. (sighs) And if we're all God's children, is it incest that we have sex with each other? Brothers and sisters in Christ, they have sex with each other. That's how they get church-going kids because they're church-going adults. It's... It's odd to me. Now, I challenge every Christian to stand in front of a room full of non-Christians and explain why Yahweh, the creator of the universe, needed blood sacrifices to make quote-unquote him happy. Then explain how Christianity is more credible than all the other mythologies throughout history that we dismiss as mythology because their gods require blood sacrifices to appease them and please them. Ugh. I mean... So... Okay, this is the perfect way to end this episode. Um, Yes, so according to the Bible writers, God is the crime boss, the crime lord, the don, the gang lord, the kingpin, the godfather, and the criminal mastermind. That's basically what the Bible writers are saying about God. And they're saying that God is in charge of, quote unquote, his criminal organization. They're basically saying that God is in charge of the divine mafia. They're basically saying that God invented organized crime. They're basically saying that God invented terrorist groups. God invented rebel forces. God invented separatists. God invented gangs, God invented mobs, God invented crime rings, God invented criminal organizations, God invented the gangland, and God invented the underworld. That's basically what the Bible writers are saying that God is. They're basically saying that God invented street gangs, God invented street crews, and God (laughs) invented... Criminal cartels. That's what they're saying about God based upon their inhumane depictions of God. <laughs> and these are all considered divine attributes of God according to the Bible writers, if you really read the Bible. Whew. I'm dealing with all these doubts. And I am so thankful that I've released them. Just so, release doesn't mean they don't come back. It just means that when they do, it no longer distresses me. It's like, okay, I can calmly experience you without chaotically experiencing you. I experience you with peace. That's what I say to all of my... Doubts. So, I've read a biblical story, and this is what it says about Jesus, John chapter 2, verses 15 through 16. And when he made a scourge of small cords, a whip, he drove them. All out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them, This that sold, do- that sold doves, take these things, hence make not my father's house a house of merchandise. Then a thieves, then a robbers, you know. And poured out means scattered the changers' money. Notice it says, it, do- it doesn't say that the money changers were children. It doesn't say that the merchants were children. So, reading the Bible intelligence says that the merchants and the money changers were adults. And when he made a whip of cords and chased the people out of the temple, notice, he did that to the adults. It doesn't say that he also did that to children. And when he overthrew the tables and scattered the changers' money and yelled at them not to make his father's house into a den of robbers and thieves, a house of merchandise. Notice, he did all that to the adults. It does not say he did all of that in the presence of children. And the Bible does not promote animal rights, which is highly offensive to me. Um And then Matthew chapter twenty one verses twelve through thirteen and Jesus went to the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables and the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves, and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. Notice, he didn't it doesn't say that the children were not making his house a deplorable place. He was mad at the adults for not making his house a house of prayer. He wasn't condemning the children for that. The children had nothing to do with the whole den of thieves. Den of robbers. House of merchandise. He yelled at the adults for doing that, not the kids. And the kids, they had no problem with temples, synagogues, me house of prayer. The adults did. That's why he got the adults and not the children for that. When Jesus accused the temple authorities of thieving, and this time he names poor widows as their victims, going on to provide evidence of this on Mark chapter 12 verse 42, Luke chapter 21 verse two, notice he, he got the adults were pissing him off, and not the children <laughs> And here's another thing that I have to read to y'all that just makes me cringe. This is what the and I'm reading part of the NIV says, New International Version. Here is their um, biography of Adam. I'm reading, I'm reading part of it. We can hardly imagine what it must have been like to be the first and only person on Earth. It's one thing for us to be lonely. It was another for Adam, who had never known another human being... He missed much that makes us who we are. He had no childhood, no parents, no family, no no friends. He had to be he had to learn to be human on his own. But they wanna get mad at Adam and Eve for eating the fruit, but to me, those were human injustices that hurt Adam. And Eve didn't have a childhood either. Let's just let that sink in. Eve didn't have a parent. Eve Had to be... The only woman in the world. She didn't have a sisterhood. Adam was the only man in the world. He didn't even have a brotherhood. Mm, Those are just all... Extremely... (sighs) Horrific... To me. And then... This is the part where I conclude. Please bear with me, because this will gross you out. I know it grosses me out. Um, we have heard about only four people so far, Adam, Eve, Cain, and Abel. Two questions arise Why was Cain worried about being killed by others and where did he get his wife? Adam and Eve had numerous children and had been told to fill the earth. Cain's guilt and fear over killing his brother were heavy and he probably feared repercussions from his family. If he was capable of killing, so were they. What kind of God creates people that are capable of family violence and family murder? And family bereavement, family recovery, family recuperation. Then it says the wife Cain chose may have been one of his sisters or niece. Ew Divine Incest? That's what it is. Oh my incest is divinely inspired. Sick. I see why the Bible Belt is in love with incest. The human race was still genetically pure, and there were no fear of side effects from marrying relatives until Lot's daughters came along. So, you hate incest out of misogyny? So, well, incest was good at one point. I'm like, that is nauseating, makes me want to vomit and throw the fuck up. That is a nasty-ass, disgusting-ass shit. And Lot had to be too drunk to perform. There's no way he can maintain an erection for that long and be that inebriated and that intoxicated. And how do you not know what was happening? How do you not know what was happening to him sexually and incestuously? Um, Those are... Disputable details for me, in my opinion. And what if there was rape culture in Lot's house? Meaning, what if he sexually assaulted his daughters? And what if he sexually assaulted his daughter's friends in the house? What if there was the erotica of their day and they were exposed to it as kids? How did Lot's daughters become and why is it that in that story Lot's daughters are remembered for being female rape culture of men, monsters, but the rape culture in the Bible, no one blasts David and Amnon for what they did. No one blasts the concubine's rapists for you know, rapists rapist who m- murdered her and abused her throughout the night, within Judges chapter 19. And Adam and Eve, they didn't have a village to guide them. Eve didn't have a good man, according to the Bible. And, and Adam is considered the victor And Eve is considered the bad woman due to the Bible. And snakes don't have human vocal cords, so they cannot speak. That goes for donkeys. That goes for burning bushes, too. That goes for angels, talking angels. I have not seen that overwhelmingly. Evidential in history, scientifically and, and scholarly. And so, misogynistically, God causes reproductive health issues in, more, in, in Genesis, and God causes maternal mortality birth issues in the book of Genesis. So it's easy to have misogynistic Supreme Court justices to defend the overturning of Roe because God invented misogyny. So God is against phylogeny, which is the love admiration and fondness of women. So the way men are portrayed in the Bible, they're depicting God as a misandrist who is prejudicial and judgmental and hateful of men. But God is supposed to be, quote-unquote, a man himself, in quotations. God is spirit, so you can't put patriarchal, language on him and in quotations you got a spirit you can't put patriarchal language on a spirit that's not a human and the angels why did they not protect Lot's daughters before the gang of perverts came along meaning the men if there's an army of men, they want to know, meaning who are you instead of "no," meaning eroticism, right But because they were like, "We wanna you know have access to your male angel, some versions say, have sex with some, say no that's the that's a language misinterpretation, right? It's either know who you are, know let's have sex, or I wanna know who you are and have sex. See, the Bible has vagueness and unclear values. And the Bible depicts God as a psychological manipulator, emotional manipulator, and that's why a lot of church people are psychological manipulation masters and emotional manipulation masters um, and it p- pains me to say such things and that's why I had to walk away from such a world and Partly because um, that world of churchianity has really shown me that this is the best way to conclude for myself. I want to admit. Choosing my words carefully. In church, I experienced internal battles, internal strife, internal contention, internal struggles, internal combat. Internal bombing, internal fighting, internal bloodshed, internal clashing, internal onslaughts, internal onsets, internal barrages, internal conflicts, internal warfare, internal frays, internal assaults, internal crusades, internal military campaigns, internal hostilities, internal havoc, internal carnage, internal fights. Internal fight backs, internal engaging in battles, internal attacks, internal fights, even more. Church was the battlefield, the field of battle, the battleground, the front, the theater of war, the disputed territory, and the no man's land. Church was a place to either give or do, do or die. And when it comes to church, the church is a barrier to Christ's likeness. The church bars Christ's likeness. The church is into the obstruction of Christ's likeness. The church is into making Christ's likeness a difficulty. The church is the hindrance of Christ's likeness. The church is the obstacle of Christ's likeness. The church is the hurdle. Of Christ likeness. The church is the stumbling block of Christ likeness. The church is the fence that prevents Christ likeness. The church is the sound barrier of Christ likeness. The church is into the restriction of Christ likeness. The church is into the restraint of Christ likeness. The church is into the constraint of Christ likeness. The church is into the impediment of Christ likeness. The church is into making Christ likeness a drawback. The church makes Christ likeness worthy of backlash, pushback, and blowback. The church tries to stop Christ's likeness. The church tries to keep Christ likeness a barricade. The church doesn't want Christ's likeness to stay. The church loves to be a bulwark to Christ's likeness. The church tries to check Christ likeness so it can leave. The The church creates blockades for Christ's likeness. The church blocks the earthwork uh, the the church blocks the earthwork of Christ likeness the church creates barbed wires that surrounds Christ likeness the church is puts bamboo curtains and iron curtains on Christ likeness the church is into the embankment of Christ likeness and the church is the rampart of Christ likeness of so the church Hates the way of Christ likeness. The church hates the path of Christ likeness. The church hates the trail of Christ likeness because the church hates Christ likeness. The church loves to be a barrier of Christ likeness because the church loves to fortify devilishness.